0: The Weezer Bracket is brought to you by the Los Angeles Police Department. The Los Angeles Police Department asks for your assistance in bringing noted criminal Father John Misty, a.k.a. Josh Tillman, to justice. Mr. Misty stole the crystal from the moon juice and has announced no plans to return it.
1: Mr. Tillman, we know this is your favorite podcast. We know you listen every week. And we just want to say, if you bring in the crystal in the next 48 hours, you will have a reduced sentence. So please, please bring it in. Do you know what's happened since the crystal's been removed from moon juice? Do you know the rates I've had to pay for my juice? Do you know what that's done to my body?
0: What has that done to your body?
1: Have you ever seen the fly?
0: Please, Father John Misty, save us all. All right, it is week number four of the Weezer Bracket. They said we'd never get this far, but guess what? Joke's on you. We are still doing this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they didn't say we'd get past week one.
0: Odds were in their favor, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but we are here.
0: I am Nick Robinson, your host.
1: And I'm Andrew Woods, your, his co-host slash host slash Jim Jarvis here.
0: If you want to follow us on Twitter, we have a Twitter account where we just kind of shitpost Weezer jokes. Uh, it's kind of like the opposite of this podcast and not very on brand with it, but that's how we use Twitter. I'm yeah. sorry. We, I can't break these habits.
1: You know? We also now have an well, email account, correct?
0: Twitter is at Weezer Bracket. <laughs> if you want to follow it, we do have an email account. It is Weezer Bracket at gmail.com. Send us some emails. We're going to have a mailbag. Uh, Maybe in the future, if you guys send us some interesting stuff.
1: What are we we calling that? Uh, Tentative name is I'm Just a Teenage Mailbag. Not named after a Weezer song. Unless. (laughs) Unless you had Limewire in the early aughts. And that's how you. And then if you downloaded that song, it was. Generally listed as a Weezer song, and not Weedus. It was
0: actually one of the few songs that was not labeled a Weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) (laughs) Our DMs on Twitter are also open, if you want to slide in that way. We've gotten some of those. We have, and it's already gotten very weird, uh, especially compared to Andrew and I's usual internet usage. Yeah,
1: but... They're still open, and we're happy to hear from everyone. They're still open as of this date. Shoot us a DM that says, what's
0: up? All the time.
1: (laughs) All right, you ready to start?
0: No. We just want to ask our listeners to uh, tell your friends, family, and loved ones about this podcast, Uh, particularly if your friend, family, or loved one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's right. We've decided that uh, we'd really like to have
1: Stone Cold on and talk to him about... His least favorite Weezer song? Stone Cold, if you come on, we will buy more equipment that allows you to sit with us and actually talk. Because right now, we, I think we only have two microphones. I mean, I was expecting he'd call. I mean... I would buy I would buy an extra microphone if we could. Okay, but you said you've
0: bought stuff on, buys stuff on this podcast before. And right now, you owe about $7,000 worth of oh,
1: Blu-rays. Oh, of, of uh, God Fishing. <laughs> yeah. So, l- let's
0: not make any more promises we can't keep up with. But Stone
1: Cold, if you come on, I will keep my promise.
0: In our research, uh, we found that Stone Cold Steve Austin has never made any public statements about Weezer songs or their quality. So everything's uh, up for grabs. Maybe he loves what's going to win the bracket. Maybe he hates, I don't know, gets you, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Round one cold dark world off of Weezer the Red Album Feels like summer. Off of Pacific Daydream. I-
0: the hits keep coming on the Weezer bracket.
1: Jesus. It's just just like an onslaught of awesomeness. Not really. No. 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 So Cold Dark World, clearly not written by
0: Rivers. (laughs) In a lot of ways, it's definitely not written by Rivers. No,
1: not written by Rivers at all.
0: So this is the part of the Red Album where he just let everybody have a song.
1: Basically the second half, yeah.
0: This led to a lot of songs that are on the bracket, but this one belongs to Scott Schreiner.
1: The bassist.
0: Bassist since after the Green album.
1: Correct. Yeah, he replaced Mikey Welsh. R.I.P. I have some facts about it. You want to hear some? Let's hear some facts. So, Cold Dark World was originated from a bass riff written by Scott Schreiner, originally used as a warm-up exercise.
0: I can totally see that. Yeah.
1: The riff was expanded upon during the sessions from the band's 2008 self-titled Red album, and uh, Rivers Cuomo expanded upon the song in an arrangement. Cuomo's, uh, Cuomo's wit lyrics were originally written to uh, sound more upbeat, but combined with the music of the song, the end result came out more sinister feeling. Sorry, I'm just reading notes right now. Yeah. I will say something about this song. It doesn't sound like any other Weezer song. The big reason behind that is that it's in a minor key. Yeah.
0: Weezer, and anything that sounds a lot more joyous, like a lot of your twee sound, yep. is all like heavily reliant on... Major keys. Minor keys kind of get darker. They're more complex. This is uh, a Weezer song written in a minor key, which they did not go back to. <laughs>
1: no. I wonder why.
0: Uh, no, it's pretty clear why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think Schreiner, like uh, Shriner does the uh, majority of the lyrics. He does the lead vocals. He does the lead vocals. And it's
0: in this weird sort of tough guy voice. like. Yeah. Like semi rap, like that semi white guy rap that you hear yeah. in a lot of rock music. Yeah, and it's like, hey man, I'm coming to beat you up and take your money. We're Weezer. This is not
1: something that adds up to me. Yeah, apparently Rivers originally tried to do the the uh, lead vocals.
0: If they were trying for that tone, yeah. In that, I cannot imagine Rivers doing that.
1: Apparently, there is like a version of this song that has Rivers on the lead vocals, and they can be heard through iTunes as part of the Ratitude Club. So, let, let, hold on, can we stop a second and think about that? The
0: Ratitude
1: Club. There was a Ratitude Club that apparently I'm sure that's if you like bought the album and paid like you know maybe a little bit extra. There was like a certain like they should pay you to be in <laughs> Ratitude Club. Oh, this song is just like. This the song is like everything that's just wrong with the second half of the album to me. Well, the whole album's is kind of a misfire. I think like it's Rivers coming to terms with the fact that he had been maybe this overly like controlling figure in the band.
0: Yeah. Conceptually, letting other people write the songs, letting it be more of a collaboration yeah. with your bandmates, because it's not Rivers Cuomo and the Weezers, you know. But I- it's just something to where Rivers had been writing the songs for so long he knew how to do it and the other guys were are not near as talented songwriters
1: I mean like yeah and the thing is like I feel like sometimes they may have felt like they're just session musicians at times you know like just kind of brought in to do their parts and like just fill out whatever Rivers asked them to do and I get that. They are they're, they're musicians. They want to they they probably have their side projects and whatnot. I mean, they all have side yes, projects. Yes, they all definitely do. I'm sure he can Rivers can be con- controlling an over
0: A 100,000%. Have you ever heard
1: the story about him when like I think during like the Maladroit era where he decided to become the band's manager? <laughs> no. I, I remember reading this. That's a this. colossally bad idea. Yeah, I remember reading this. He decided to become the band's manager, and he became super obsessive about things. Like, if they would, like, screw up during, like, on stage, he would charge them. Like, $5 if you, like, you know... I'm
0: guessing the amounts were a little bit larger than $5.
1: No, you know, I, I don't think it was, like, you know... It wasn't like he was, like, charging... Like,
0: 50 to, bucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying like 20
0: grand or something like that.
1: I don't know. I think it's also just like Rivers is like, you know, Rivers's mindset where he likes to like mess with things and see how if they work. You know, he's yeah. always like just like picking at things. So I think this is maybe him coming to terms with the fact that he was an asshole to them for a couple of years. So his like way of like dealing with it is like, hey, guys, you want one of your songs on this album? Here you go. And like there are a couple of these songs in the later half where they're like I didn't like I think the song like uh, Brian Bell wrote he's like he I think he wanted it to be a, a song for his band.
0: So you're talking about uh, thought I knew yeah, which is a relationship song, relationship yeah. But it switched to be a major key. Okay, so it's interesting. So Brian's song he Brian was either forced or they came to some agreement. Hey, let's switch up the key, make it more of a Weezer song. Scott did not do that sort of thing.
1: No, yeah, you know. But it's like, I remember hearing, like, Brian was like, I don't know if I want this to be a Weezer song. And River's like, come on, man. Don't you want your song to be on this album? Like, yeah, he was really pushing it.
0: Anytime where someone has been an asshole... And they try to make up with it yeah, by being an aggressively nice person. It never works. It n- always backfires spectacularly in a very sitcom
1: sort of way. <laughs> this, is like, this, is, this is a sitcom. This is like an episode of Family Ties or some shit like that.
0: I would totally watch a sitcom <laughs> about Rivers and the Boys.
1: Anyhow, Cold Dark World. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's written in the minor, minor key, basically, which... Rivers never writes in, uh, uh, Rivers said. I've written most of the songs for Weezer, and I almost never write in a minor key. But uh, Weezer bassist Scott Schreiner is a very minor key person. This is a new sound for Weezer. I'd been thinking of doing this lyric about love and devotion in a very traditional lyric type of way. But when I combined it with a, this very dark music, my lyric on took on a very sinister tone that I never intended. But we all thought it was interesting.
0: It must be kind of pretty difficult to be a very minor key guy yeah. in a band that almost exclusively does
1: major keys. <laughs> he's still kind of just a basis for hire. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he's
0: been on for yes, It's a years. great
1: job. If you're just like a, a touring musician, that's how you want to make your money. But I mean, he's severely part of the band, you know? Of course he is. But at the same time, isn't that kind of the best job just being like in the like uh, an already very successful band that's probably not going to go away anytime soon?
0: Ask Ace freely.
1: <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I'm sure it's almost easier to get along with someone like Rivers Cuomo who seems so kind of passive aggressive as opposed to like Gene Simmons who's just a dickhead aggressive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The other weird thing I found about this is apparently it was inspired by Let Me Hold You by Bow Wow.
1: I saw that, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is maybe the first time that a Bow Wow song has inspired somebody.
1: (laughs) I want candy, right? Bow Wow did I want candy, right? That's Bow Wow Wow. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. You got one too many wows in there, (laughs) bud. This is Bow Wow. Oh, like Bow Wow? I mean, like, like little bow wow. Are you serious? It's not bow wow wow. It's, uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah,
0: it is bow wow baby. You know,
1: I, I I saw that, and I probably should have put that together.
0: No, it's it's because you know he has that kind of talk rap on there, so that's yeah. why I, I thought that. I mean, bow wow wow is a little more melodic.
1: <laughs> You're right. I don't know why I, I I had a brain fart when I thought it was bow wow wow. No, because Weezer Bow Wow
0: Wow was wow a more logical bow, wow, wow,
1: Weezer. Yeah, Bow Wow Wow and Weezer made way more sense. <laughs> I think we're just used to diving into the mind of rivers more so. Extremely. So we are not as probably um uh knowledgeable when it comes to Scott Triner and
0: Yeah, it's interesting. For as long as
1: Scott has been with the band, I don't know he still that seems, much about Yeah. Him. Uh Scott is still kind of a mystery to me sometimes. Feels Like Summer. (laughs) (laughs) Feels Like Summer is the uh, first single off of Pacific Daydream. It's definitely
0: not in my favorite on Pacific Daydream.
1: Honestly, I think a better first single should have been Mexican Fender. I think so, too. I I think think that song's great. I think that song's great. It kicks off the album. I think that song actually has a story to tell. And so let me get this in
0: because I did not think I would be able to mention it. Mexican Fender is co-written by the guy who wrote If I Were a Boy by Beyoncé, one of the best pop songs of all fucking time. Nice. He also wrote John Legend's All of Me, which people liked. I didn't, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And he wrote for Milli Vanilli.
1: But, like, if you actually, like, like study the lyrics of, like, Mexican Fender, it actually has, like, a beginning, middle, and end. Kind of (laughs) odd.
0: Yeah. He's not telling full stories, usually.
1: (laughs) I like that song a lot.
0: I don't like Feels Like Summer. Perhaps the most contemporary pop song that Weezer has done. This sounds like something you hear on the radio. I yeah. listen to it and it sounds like a Maroon 5 song. It's fitting because it's written by Johnny Koffer. Koffer? Uh, he wrote a bunch of Gorgon City songs. Oh, really? But it's also with J.R. Rotem, who's responsible for Rihanna, SOS, Paris Hilton, I Want You, Chamillionaire, Hip Hop Police, Iaz, Replay. Jason Derulo, what you Say, Fallout Boy, Centuries, Gwyn Stefani, Used to Love You. He's also worked with Lil' Kim, Rick Ross, Sean Kingston, Ashley Tisdale, JoJo, Kevin Petaline, Britney Spears, Plies, Bun B, E-40, Mike Jones, Jesse McCartney, Lindsay Lohan, B.O.B., Nicki Minaj, Maroon 5, see, Megan Trainor, Fifth Harmony, and The Empire TV Show. So he has a lot of money. Yeah he, yeah, he produces for a lot of people. Okay. But so, he does a lot of the contemporary pop sound. He's yeah, well, like, that's it, what I was really
1: good at. This is what that sound like. And I remember when I first heard it, I was like, ugh, they finally did it. They finally have like, done that like electronic.
0: Yeah. I, we were always kind of dreading when they would bring in a synthesizer. Yeah. And they started well, to not, it around yeah, yeah, yeah. red, and it wasn't too
1: bad. Yeah. But this is where it has gone full-blown. You can tell it was just like, River's like, well, I have to do this now. It's like, you know... (laughs) Which is kind of weird, because actually, have you ever heard the acoustic version of it?
0: I have not heard that.
1: The acoustic version is decent. Like, you know, the acoustic version sounds like a Wazer song. Yeah. Yeah,
0: this one is trying to do so many things. It has, like, these pass filters that go on, like filter out high or low songs. He's kind of got, like, this weird, a little bit of auto-tune going on. Not quite as bad as we were all... Yeah, fearing. It's doing so many weird things. And it seems like all the things that Rivers never really wanted to do. You know, it feels heavily produced. It feels heavily trying to be of the moment. It feels heavily trying to chase things that have already passed.
1: Well, I just remember, like, I really like the White Album. We've talked about
0: this before on the podcast. White Album's good. This definitely feels more Everything Will Be All Right than White, I would say.
1: Well, actually, it was intended to be released on the Black Album, but when the album was delayed, it was put on Pacific Daydream. I think it
0: felt like it originated there.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound like... I think he had actually a pretty concrete idea what he wanted for the White Album. You know what I'm saying? Like that California... It feels so
0: much more cohesive than any of the other... I mean, really, post, I'd say green efforts.
1: Yeah. Well, he had this weird, like, trip tech, like, uh, idea for Everything Will Be Our... Ir- oh, the, the Futurescope
0: trilogy at the end.
1: Well, not only that, but the, like, he had this idea for, like, one third would be uh, about his relationship with his father, and another third would be about his relationship with the girls, and another would be about his relationship with the fans.
0: That causes that album to be a little splintered? Yeah. White is just, like, the most cohesive... And It's, pure, like, this idea. it's idea. like
1: California, kind of, like, you know... So, yeah.
0: So what's also really weird about this is that if you go onto the Genius page for this, Rivers gives sources for two of his lines. Okay. Those come from Iceberg Slim. Oh, yeah. Iceberg Slim, the noted pimp. Yes. uh, If you've seen the second of the new Netflix Dave Chappelle specials. This is a great
1: bit, actually. The the
0: Chappelle bit. I mean, my problem with it is just like Instead of a comedy bit, he's just like, Hey, you should go read this book. It's really entertaining. <laughs> and it's just like, I like if I were one of the people who paid, it's just like, Wait, did I just get, did I just pay to have someone just do a New Yorker book review for me? <laughs> he's like, Man, you got to read. And it's like that bit goes on for like 20 minutes. And it's just like, Okay, I'll get the book on tape, dude. <laughs> you know, but there's a lot of people I would not expect Rivers to quote. Iceberg Slim is very up there. Do you think he read that book? I mean, I think he would have to. It doesn't surprise me, I bet. I mean, you're not going to just casually pick up Iceberg Slim quotes. Rivers doesn't really float in the circles that would casually...
1: <laughs> no, but I, I could imagine, like, Rivers, like, reading some sort of article that mentions Iceberg sw- Slim, and he, like, gains an interest, and he then he just goes down that rabbit hole.
0: Yeah, that makes total rivers. sense yeah. to me. It doesn't make so much sense that he would pull it into the songs, you know? Because that's...
1: I don't know. I mean I think he just pulls everything into his songs. That's Any, fair. Anything he's reading is just game for material. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: This song feels like it's a, a T Mobile commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like feels like summer. Hey, get buy one phone, get one half off at T Mobile. Hey everybody.
1: It feels like summer. It just sounds like the most like weezer su- name for a song, right? It
0: does feel like that.
1: And, and then did you have you listened to his Sound Exploder actually? No, He and it's kind of it's a really interesting like look inside of how he now writes songs because he piecemeals them all together basically,
0: and you can tell that. I mean, yeah. the intro sounds like a Black key song, like, and then the rest feels like a Maroon Five. He'll
1: go through old songs and find like chord progressions and riffs he likes, take them, and then alter them. And like you know, if it's like an old sixty song, he'll give him give him a more you know kind of like rough like you know Weezer esque riff, and then he'll like play it and he'll like listen to it in his room just a room where he listens to his music and you know he's piecemealing these together he'll just like listen to them and like without his shirt on and he'll just play electric guitar no, he won't no he won't play electric guitar he'll play air guitar so it's him without his shirt on just play air guitar trying to figure out what he wants to do with it so
0: he's getting the full fan experience yeah yeah
1: <laughs> like, he'll just start making noises like trying to figure out like vocal like sounds he wants for it and then he'll like start doing lyrics and just like start throwing out phrases so he's like feels like summer so of all the formulas he's tried this is the one that stuck i think so he does it for uh summer lane and drunk dory and i li- like that song. i like that song yeah <sighs>
0: all right i'm fucking tired of talking about these you want to
1: vote yeah let's vote so i i know like feels like is a bad song and like part of me i don't get it and like i it has like kind of the edm so- EDM-ish kind of sound that like, I've, I've been worried that Weezer would try and tackle for a while, if that makes sense. Uh,
0: uh, uh, electronic sound, not EDM. That,
1: they're, they're very different things. and I've, I've Yeah, I don't know I've, if Rivers knows that.
0: A lot of people don't know. Yeah. It drives me up the fucking wall, I tell you That's what. That's
1: you. But like the thing is, like Cold Dark World is such a horrible song and such an Un-Weezer-esque song that I have to go for it.
0: I mean, if you're talking about un esque feels like summer is it man
1: did you not listen to cold dark world did you not I, you li- would just watched me do it right now and i saw how much it hurt you i saw that yeah and feels like summer hurt me worse okay you know what we're <laughs> gonna have to call someone and figure this out
0: well there's only one man we can call fidel martinez let's do it it's
1: So still ringing. You know, it's starting to seem like we have this made-up friend called Fidel. Your call has
2: been forwarded oh, to an automatic voice oh, message man. system. 512 is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options.
1: Hey, Fidel. Fidel. Hey. It's the hey. Weezer bracket. You know, your old friends love from the Weezer bracket. Man, you really missed out. The show he, you had to be on. You could have really been talking about Scott Shriner's Cold Dark World. I know that's one of your favorite Weezer songs, so you would have totally defended it, but...
0: Well, maybe next
1: time. Anyhow, thanks, Fidel. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. You yeah. know who we should also call?
0: Who should we call?
1: Joaquin Poblete.
0: Oh, yeah whose show you were on.
1: Uh, I was on This Is Awesome, his uh, wrestling podcast, which he was very nice to invite me on and talk about the uh, Weezer basket. I hope he is available. Worse. This is 1130 on a Friday. Let's see if our friends pick up.
3: Andrew. Andrew Woods. I am at the Rusty Mullet. What's up?
1: Hey, do you want to be on our uh, podcast?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always,
1: always, always. Cool. Hi, me here, too. Hey, Joaquin. Hi, Nick Rob. So we have two really shitty Weezer songs that we need you to uh, help us decide which is the worst.
3: Okay, that's very fair. Is this what actually I'm Joaquin? Labs, I'm a lapse agnostic when it comes to Weezer, but I think I, 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 I can do this.
1: This is definitely Joaquin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it almost didn't sound like you, Joaquin. I'm sorry. I was just listening to you.
3: No, no, no worries. I apologize because Bruno Mars is playing uh, in uh, the Rusty Mullet, and I don't know if you're gonna are gonna have to edit this out later.
2: What? What? Bruno?
0: Why are you at a Bruno Mars concert?
3: Uh, no, no, no. I'm not at a Bruno Mars concert. I was at the Hollywood Bowl seeing LCD Sound System, like a proper 31 year old, and uh, <laughs> I I wanted to wait for the surge surge on uber to go down so wow. i went to the uh, mullet like an idiot so
1: okay so the two songs we're, we, we are playing tonight are uh, cold dark world from the red album do you remember that song i okay yes cold dark world okay what's the second one and the second one is feels like summer off of uh off of uh pacific, uh, pacific Di- all right i'm gonna tell you
3: right now i love feels like summer
1: yeah i know you do because we've talked about here's this before yeah
3: here's the thing I haven't listened to episode three, but I've listened to your first two episodes, and I was offended on both episodes because I think I'm like a terrible Weezer fan because uh, I love. I, I don't know. We're so kind of shock jocks. You so. guys had. like, I love December, and I love Keep Fishing. I mean, it feels like summer. Let me tell you, <laughs> I love. I love feels like summer. Do so you feels also like,
0: like get special feelings when you see a T-Mobile ad? <laughs>
3: yeah basically <laughs>
1: <laughs> can i also say i remember uh so a few weeks ago uh walking and i went and saw the uh rivers do a acoustic show in the at the high hat and he uh did a acoustic version of feels like summer which is so much better than the shitty version of feels like no, it's Summer." so much better yeah. yeah i mean if he included a uh acoustic
0: version i would be more on board with it
1: so, you, I think what you're t- saying is that Cold Dark World is the song that you'd be choosing. Cold walking. Dark World is my vote. Do you remember Feels that like song at Ever. all, Joaquin? Do you remember anything about that song?
2: No. <laughs>
1: so, so it's on the Red Album. It's basically written by Scott Schreiner. It's a Scott Schreiner's song. And he's, uh, like, talk rapping on it.
3: No, I mean, to me, honestly, the Red Album is just the greatest man in the world. That's all the Red Album is. <laughs> uh. What in else? a very fateful Photoshop, uh, like photo.
1: Photoshop. The photo, the photo is actually the best part by far. I'm trying to think if there's another song I like on the album. Grace Man in the World, Grace Man in the World is actually interesting. Yeah, Troublemaker is fun. I don't mind Troublemaker. I know, but it, it has like maybe my least favorite Weezer song on it, which is hard songs. I think we've talked about that before, haven't we, Joaquin? No spoilers. No spoilers.
3: We've, we've talked a lot about Weezer, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, thank you. So you're you're saying that. Cold Dark World is the worst song
3: Lock it in Cold Dark World Because you know what Guys It's it's like 80 degrees in LA So it feels like summer And, and I'm gonna listen to that song When I get home
1: Hey Joaquin Do you have anything you wanna plug?
3: Oh 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 Should I plug my podcast? Of yeah. course I actually no. already did
1: for you But I would like you to plug it yourself You and know get- what
3: Yes Yes If, if you're on a if, if you like Nerd Wrestling If you like wrestling And you're a nerd Then you should check out T.I.A. Pod Okay uh, This is Awesome Pod uh but if not that's fine too because Weezer's Weezer honestly it's worth all your it's worth all the time that we think about Weezer cuz like we think a lot about Weezer and it's worth all the
0: time.
1: They're more good than bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh the first th- that's how I met made friends with Joaquin uh he w- lived in my uh the, the first like apartment complex and he had just gone to the uh blue P- uh Pinkerton shows they were doing back oh, in like 2010. Shit. Yeah. Do you remember that, Joaquin?
3: I do remember that. I, remember I still I, have that shitty t-shirt and I never wear it.
1: I had just drank a four. I bought four, that t-shirt cuz I'm a mom. I remember I had just drank a four loco and I met you oh my and God. I, it was like I was on like fire. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> like the R. first P. time I met Loko. you, but anyhow, thank you Joaquin. Thank you so much. Thank you Joaquin.
3: Thank you guys.
1: You have a good night, dude.
0: Well, there you go. Cold dark world. Cold dark world. And then uh, listen to this is awesome podcast on uh, wherever they're available. Yep. Next up
1: Memories. Off of Hurley.
0: My best friend.
1: Off of make believe.
2: You're my best friend and I love you. And I love
1: you. Yes, I do. So I hey Nick. Hey what? I think we got ourselves a movie round here. Oh. Memories? Uh, played in the uh, closing credits of uh, Jackass 3D.
0: Classic. Classic film.
1: My second favorite Hold Jackass on, film. Still,
0: probably the best use of 3D in a movie.
1: Oh, hands down. Hands down. There's not like. I mean, there's Avatar, of course. It, I think it goes Jackass 3D, then Avatar. Yes. And then. Jackass
0: 3D Avatar Edition, where they just rotoed <laughs> Navi over all the guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Memories is off of Hurley, as we've said before. It's the first single off of Hurley. That's not a good first single. Uh, off of Hurley, it's the best first single <laughs> you could possibly have. So apparently this song has origins as far as back as like 2006. So he's, he was keeping this one like, whoa, I got to keep this tiger in a cage. Because this song's all about nostalgia, right? Like, yeah. I was thinking about this when I was listening to it. I was like, this is basically the prototype for Back to the Shack.
0: somewhat yeah yeah
1: there was an early demo around 2006 with alternate lyrics probably i don't even know if it was like about memories bro. maybe it was just a melody he liked
0: i mean that's entirely possible knowing his songwriting process
1: there's actually alternate history there it might actually date even back to 2003
0: i mean so uh, so he's talking about when audio slay was a rage so that's 2005 right there
1: (laughs) yeah it's all about the lyrics are all weird and i don't believe any of them I mean Audio Slave was the rage once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like a there's like a lyric in the so- about in the songs about him like pissing in cups. I believe that happened. Do you really think they were pissing in cups? I've done it. You've never pissed in a cup. Like when I was like a kid. I once went on a trip with my grandma and mom to Gettysburg. And do you ever like have one of those like tours where they would just like you'd have like someone come in your car and they would give you like a tour of the area? They got in your car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a thing in Gettysburg where like they would get what? In, yeah, they would get in your car and like le- lead you around like the, all the areas of Gettysburg, and they would like basically it was like your own personal tourist, and they would like basically give you yeah. This is a real thing that happened. I have never heard this in my life. Have you ever been to Gettysburg? Well, no.
0: Why would I go to Gettysburg?
1: because well there are huge civil war historians who like, and, like, parent, C- like nerds so yeah like so this is something my, my my grandmother and my mom made me do when i was probably eight or nine years old and i just remember like i had to be in the back of the car while this person would give it like of all like the historical you know like war fields and whatever in the area and I had to pee so bad, but there's no, like, there are no like restrooms around. <laughs> so like, I remember one point, like my mother and my grandmother knew I had to pee and they're like, okay, we're going to go out here and listen to this historian. Tell us, give us a whole layout of like, like this battlefield. You go in the back of the car and pee. So I had like a, I had like a Coke can, but it was so hard to pee. Like in it the, is hard. Yeah. Like, Do it while driving. A uh, Coke can, like, like aim in that like small hole of a Coke can when you're like eight years old.
0: I remember I just. And it fills up a lot quicker than you think it's oh going yeah to i up.
1: doused the back like the back side of my my grandmother's like seat like, with just piss trying to piss in the back seat just like trying to aim in this hole also for some reason during this trip i decided to memorize the gaysburg address how's that
0: served you in life
1: i didn't remember it a week later <laughs> anyhow i had that, those are my memories of my childhood um
0: i've peed in a cop a lot more recent than i probably should have
1: okay al memory <laughs> but let me ask you a question what is your favorite of the jackass films Two. Two?
0: Two is so good
1: what is it why because
0: it also it has the scariest part which is the ball pit with the snake
1: oh when they're trying to um, horrify bam well,
0: yeah, but it's just like that thing is so next level where it's just they're all in it. And then like there's that snake and it's biting them and they're bleeding profusely. <laughs> Two also has the cameo from Three Six Mafia.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Where they, where they pay him. It's not even that much. It's like 1200 bucks to eat shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he can't do it. You know, I've actually enjoyed this song because it's actually bringing up my own memories of, like, things. Like It's, it's bringing of, up my memories of like, the Jackass yeah. franchise. <laughs> my, jacket, my memory's, like, pissed in the back of my, my grandmother's, like, <laughs> car.
0: Uh, <laughs> We're going to take little Andrew... <laughs> Uh, to Gettysburg, and he's going to make all these wonderful
1: memories and pissing <laughs> in a goat can. I'm sorry. We haven't really said much about this song because there's not much to say. It has a fine me- melody. It's okay. So what really gets to me is like the way he's singing. He's singing to its
0: back-of-the-wall style. Yeah. And it's the whole song seems to be in somebody else's style. And I can't quite... Place it. The only thing I can really think of is that it kind of sounds like a less melodic Killer's record. Yeah, you know it. Eh. it exactly. It's mm, like no. It, it's like that's the close. That de- you know, this is the closest I've come, but it doesn't really sit well with me. No, I don't. I, I don't see the Killer. But there a
1: definitely. Maybe defi- he. I could almost see him trying to do that, but it doesn't sound like a Killer but song. But
0: definitely. It's definitely trying to ape somebody else's style. It's kind of like. Kind of like a Green Day record, but not quite. It's kind of like The Killers, but not quite. There's somebody that he's trying to pull from, and I just can't quite place it. I don't think there is anyone. You may be right. You may be right. The one thing that it absolutely does sound like is that if you just played this, you didn't tell anybody it was a Weezer song, if you asked them what label this is on everybody would say this is an epitaph record yeah yeah this sounds a lot like a 1208 like a hot water music like all those ancillary bands that brett Garowitz signed back in the day which i was actually a pretty big fan of yeah not gonna lie i have to wonder because rivers is somebody who does care about these things if he was trying to fit into the epitaph discography
1: yeah but do you think he was even aware of that like discography
0: Yeah, I I, I believe that, yes. Epithet, yes, yes. I guarantee you that... Rivers has listened to a lot of bad religion records.
1: Oh, that's true. I, mean, I yeah. guarantee
0: you he's definitely listened to Newfound Glory and records. I think like he's that.
1: only probably listened to like Newfound Glory songs that were on like the radio. That, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he did deep dive into Newfound Glory.
0: The problem is it's Rivers. I can convince myself yes, I can convince myself no.
1: I think like Rivers' thing is like he like I don't think he does deep dives, but he is like enough of a fan.
0: This kind of does sound like a Newfound Glory song.
1: A little bit. It's also
0: really heavily compressed, which sounds so weird. Yeah. We've ex- been exploring songs that he does these post-processes to, like the past filters in the last one, and he does a little bit of autotune, and he's done these things. But the heavy compression is just not something... It's Again, is it something he didn't go back to. It's weird because I can't see him really treasuring those late Metallica albums that were super heavily compressed. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. I mean, it may be an epithet thing. I don't
2: know.
1: All right. But uh, let's move on to my best friend. So you know the history of it, right?
0: I do not know the history of this. I've kind
1: of maybe told you a little you
0: did tell me a little bit but i'm pretending not to know
1: so why don't you
0: tell our listening audience
1: so it wasn't written for shrek 2 but when they were looking for soundtrack songs because after the, the soundtrack for shrek 1 was a like huge hit with like all-star and like a like rufus wainwright song no it's,
0: it was a hit with fucking smash mouth bangers <laughs> baby
1: which was already a hit though like that song was already, a <laughs> it, was hit. already yeah, it was already in mystery Yeah, it's already in mystery minute it's already been a hit but you know you throw it in shrek and let's just like, reignite the fire. By the way,
0: we are recording this on the 19th anniversary of the release of All-Star.
1: Oh, that's right. May the 4th is the 19th anniversary. And that's why everyone says, may the 4th be with you. Yeah. All-Star
0: came out, and it's a fucking banger. (laughs)
1: Jesus. (laughs) Oh, let's try to get Smash Mouth on. Oh, we could really do it. No, they hate us. Um, They don't. This song was... uh, So, basically, the Shrek people came to weezer and said do you have a song we could have and rivers was like actually i do and it was a song called i have
0: been waiting for this day
1: it was a song called my best friend which he had kind of written about a friend who was he thought kind of ogreish. do
0: we want to guess who this is
1: i don't think we know who it is i think he
0: plays the drums
1: <laughs> so they developed it a little bit and they submitted it and it was rejected okay can we say this again there's a Weezer song that was rejected from the, the Shrek 2 soundtrack.
0: So the company that this song was rejected from was Accidentally in Love, Counting Crows, Holding Out for a Hero by Fru Fru. Um, holy shit. There's a uh, cover of Live Levita La Vida Loca by Eddie Murphy. Hey,
1: Nick, have you ever seen a Shrek movie? I have not. So you've never seen a Shrek movie? No. Why would I have seen a Shrek movie? I have no children. Well, you were not that old
0: when it came out. No, but I was watching movies with people in them.
1: Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> so you, you, so Shrek movies are just filled with horrible pop culture references. You know what I'm saying? It's that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. It's like... I'm like oh, that's what they are. They're just like, you know, like, name that fucking pop culture reference. Like, so I'm sure there was a scene in it where Monkey just does, like, live and love, you a loca. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Like, just horrible pop culture reference is it
0: it's, like as bad as an episode of family guy like that it's like the prototype for a
1: family guy episode i'm
0: not fucking watching these movies
1: but anyhow so this was really a huge huge thing for this song to be on the soundtrack but here's the thing it was rejected it's rejected
0: and i'm looking at the list and it's just like this is not the powerhouse of a soundtrack it, this is no garden state they, <laughs> this claimed, is no soundtrack- so they claim soundtrack to phenomenon
1: They claim that it's the best thing because they were able to rework the song and find the song.
0: So they're saying that whatever version they had just wasn't doing it. And then Shrek turns them down. And now it's like, whoa, we got it, baby.
1: So here's a quote from Brian Bell about this song. I think at the moment when the Shrek people wanted it, it wasn't complete either. And that it would have been the version that would have been the first Weezer song people had heard in three years because this is after uh, Maladroy, and they, there there's a little bit of a break. And it wasn't actually finished for the best it could have been. So it's a blessing that we got to work on it a little longer. And then Rivers says, yeah, I feel the same way. It, it got so much better. I re-sang it, put the organ on it, sounds way better. We put the drum sounds on it. So this is the better version. This is the better version of that song.
0: Man, I really wish... There was like the dropbox where that has all the demos <laughs> that we could listen to the ska song first version of this, like this song is
1: like the song is so
0: dumb. this song is so simple, and it's basically writing off the idea that like whenever like someone gets married, not Joe John and Vanessa, but like usually some like dumb sap gets married, they're like, "Oh, Judith or whoever you you become my wife, but you also my best friend. It's that thumb-sabby thing that everyone's uh, John Hawks, I think you said that.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like the thing is, like, I can just imagine... I just feel like this is Donkey saying this to Shrek. And because I've always known this is for like Shrek 2, or they could have imagined this to be Shrek 2, I just imagine this is about Donkey and Shrek. Two characters you don't know.
0: No, I know of them through memes. You know, <laughs> it, it seems like it's written as a love song, and then he just changed the title. Or that he's just like, oh, I've got this love song. Oh, the Shrek people want it? Okay, here you go.
1: No, because he claims he wrote it about a friend. Like, but he's, he's, he's saying this to
0: an ogre's friend. There is no other one that can take your place. I feel happy inside when I see your face. I hope you believe me because I speak sincerely, and I mean it when I tell you I need you.
1: I can imagine, like, River's writing that about some dude he met. <laughs>
0: could, he, do, could you imagine him telling a dude friend that? Yes! Yeah, I can too, actually.
1: <laughs> I would never say that. No, because you're a normal person. Yes, somewhat. I can't imagine him saying that, but I can imagine him thinking that when he needs song Okay, yeah, lyrics. I can definitely think. Yeah. Like,
0: he's like, oh man, Donnie.
1: There's a part of like River's mind that works when he's like thinking of song ly- lyrics that totally separated from what, who he is as a human being. And like I think that's how this song came to be.
0: So, yeah I, think, I don't even yeah think- you know what? I think you're right I think he's writing on the theoretical friendship yeah. more than one he's ever had
1: yeah 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 I think it's these aren't things he thinks in his real life but like when he's thinking about like what a song could be and what, how he could probably develop a song that's totally what pours out of him
0: do you think he's writing this song pissed off he's like fucking shrek people i'll show them i'll show them a fucking f- song about friendship motherfuckers all right my best friend i fucking love you uh you're my best friend and i love you and i do yes i do eat that
1: fucking shit fucking well you drinks. know they actually they actually brought them back for shrek 4 now, why would i know that i don't know that because i've done the research so they br- done the shrek research yes you have they brought them back for shrek forever after to do daydream believer which In the original movie, they had gotten Smash Mouth to do.
0: I mean, following up, Smash Mouth is a tough act. So do you want to vote?
1: Yeah, let's vote.
0: All right. So I like the idea that Rivers wrote a song, had it rejected, and then out of sheer spite towards DreamWorks, just like, fuck them, I'll fucking show them. I'm going to put this on this record, and it's going to be... A fucking great song. Everyone's gonna love it. Fuck them, fuck them.
1: Hey Nick, let me ask you a question though. Yeah. Did you listen to the song? Yeah,
0: I fucking did.
1: Wouldn't you have rejected it too? <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking weak ass soundtrack is the other thing. It's a know? really shitty song. And it's like it's like the most bland basic song ever. It's like my best friend. I mean so here's my argument to
0: why it may be a better song. Okay. Because so you have memories. This one feels like, so at least my best friend, he gets rejected and he starts compromising the song himself. This from the orchestral beginning to the jackass crew doing gang vocals in the back. Mm -hmm. And then the overall epithet sound and the more harder punk rock sound. It feels like he is now kowtowing to the jackass people. Mm -hmm. He's like compromising his own thing. You know, say what you will about my best friend. I think it's better that he's doing it than other people doing it. So I vote... I mean... It's fucking hard.
1: I actually have a really simplified and easy defense here that I don't think you'll be able to to deny. Okay. Have you seen Jackass 3D? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie, right? Fucking rules. Memories is in it. I vote my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We agree on that. My best friend. My best friend goes on.
0: (laughs) Next round I'm your daddy off of Ratitude's. versus La
1: Mancha Screwjob off of Pacific Daydreams. got a lot of these to go to <laughs> uh, i'm your daddy you're not you're, you're definitely not i'm not your daddy <laughs> that three pete of i'm your daddy and then there's uh what's after i'm your daddy
0: uh, it's i'm your daddy and that girl got hot and can't, stop, can't party. stop partying actually all of ratitude pretty much is like <laughs> yeah it's a 12 p of just just bangers Yeah, there's three songs that we did not put on the bracket. Yeah,
1: And it's the last three. I'm your daddy is just like weird. I never want to hear Rivers Cuomo say, I'm your daddy.
0: Yeah, this is like the first
1: time he's like trying to even hint that he's kind of a sexual being. Well, here's the thing. Do you know what the inspiration for this song was? I don't. It was him actually being a dad. And this was, I mean, that's still, you have to be a no, sexual no, being no. to be a dad. I so know, I know. I'm going to keep my point but there. like So apparently, like, his daughter, Mia, like, she was in the hospital for, like, a week at one point. Her uh, white blood cell count, like, dropped really badly, and she had to go to the hospital. I guess there was just a night where he was just holding her, and he was just saying, you're my baby tonight, and I'm your daddy. So that was the inspiration wait, for... Wait,
0: Why would you tell your child, I'm your baby tonight? It's like... No, he back- said, "He said you're my baby tonight. You, but still, yeah. tonight, I mean, it's always his baby. I, I mean, know, I know. I, I don't know a lot about science, but I know that, that it doesn't change.
1: But I just don't get, like, he. so he got that line, and then he wrote a song about a girl and turned it into this gr- weird, gross song. He doesn't have any songs about his kids, really, does he? No.
0: That's weird. You would think, like, if his kids are so important, I'm going to assume that his kids are important to him, that you would, if you're a
1: songwriter, write a song about your kids. I just, I don't know why he's never written a song about his children at all. Maybe he doesn't like them. (laughs) I think Rivers likes his kids. I'm gonna guess that he does, but I mean Rivers you never know. I see them on like his like Instagram account and stuff. He usually blurs out the faces. It's kind of also just gross to take something that has like original like thought behind it and turn it into a song about a girl and like kind of weirdly sexual.
0: I don't know his brain process to do that. I really don't like Yeah, I've got this thing, I'm your daddy.
1: Also, uh, I know, just, people
0: I, say I'm your daddy during sex, so
1: yeah. why don't we... I do oh. want to clear up that his daughter had a full recovery and she's fine. Oh,
0: excellent. Glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations I, I didn't too. want to leave anyone hanging
1: there in case they were worried.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you were worried about like a, six, a six-year-old
1: uh, medical problem... It's all cleared up. All right. But, like, I don't get this song. (laughs) Like, what what do you mean you don't get it? I just don't get it. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I mean, I don't think there's anything to get. It's just like, hey, I like this girl. I'm your daddy, baby. Hold on. It's not even he's in a relationship with this girl. He's trying to use this line to pick her up. Yeah. Let me tell you, that's not going to work. It's like, you know. Have you ever picked up a girl by telling her, hey,
1: I'm I'm your daddy." daddy? No, I've never tried that. No, maybe, maybe you should maybe that's been my problem. Yeah, maybe that's been my problem lately. I'm, I'm sure that Rivers never did either.
0: No, he definitely did not. Especially when he has children already at this point,
1: <laughs> 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 who are the basis of the, that line. So apparently, there are the alternate mixes of this song. I don't think that they're going to be any better. No, there's one by I guess Serban Guiana. and then Pat did one. He did a different mix. I don't want to hear the Pat mix. Apparently you could get it from the Ratitude Club on iTunes when it was released.
0: God, this Ratitude Club keeps coming up. Uh, If you were a member of the Ratitude Club, please hit us up, slide into the DMs, and tell us, like, just about your experiences
1: being in the Ratitude Quote. Do you remember the uh do you remember the music video? Uh I don't actually. I, you should since you kept on sending it to me over and over no, again.
0: No, no, no. That's a different video. Okay. There, there's is a there is a I'm your daddy music video. Okay. But I sent you the AOL session.
1: Oh, that's the AOL session of it. Yeah, yeah. That has Kenny G in it. The AOL sessions are
0: fucking incredible because they're just very awkward. It's also nice to remember when AOL was a big powerhouse and they're trying. they were like trying to be the first to get on in on branded content. Yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, it's a Weezer doing the video. And, you know, it's by AOL. Don't you think AOL is cool, kids? Huh? We've got your favorites, Weezer and Kenny G. That video is dope though because yeah. like they they try to hide Kenny G as much as possible and then have it to be a shock Yeah, reveal. it's been reveal, right? He's in the title. Kenny G's Twitter is fucking amazing by yep. the way. You, you definitely give him a follow cuz he always is just talking about playing saxophone or he's just talking about his best friend who is Larry the cable
1: guy. Yeah, I can see those two hanging out.
0: He has a picture of him. Hey, I'm trying to practice my sax over here, but I'm distracted because Larry the Cable Guy is on TV, and he's like takes a selfie <laughs> of him holding his saxophone, and his TV is paused in the background with a picture of Larry the Cable Guy.
1: Is it like that History Channel show he has? I have no idea what show it is. He has like, he has, like Larry the Cable Guy has like a History Channel show. What? Like, what Amer- history is Larry the Cable Guy going to teach? I don't know. Like what, what? What history is American Pickers and Pawn Stars? Yeah, this is a weird. weird podcast do you know who wrote this song uh is produced by dr
0: luke who at one point was the biggest producer on the fucking planet i don't think so anymore uh that's changed a little bit yeah four years ago if you turned on the radio it was a dr luke playing yeah Katy perry i kissed a girl and hot and cold he produced Flow Rider's Right Round, which is one of the most annoying songs I've ever heard on the fucking radio. Yep. Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus, which fuck I you know, Doctor Luke has his problems. That song is a fucking banger. Yeah, that song is great it is fucking great it's like
1: the best karaoke song too
0: it's really good for that he produced TikTok tock by kesha uh that led to uh some yep. problems yeah it did a lot of business but uh maybe it was not the best move
1: nope did not lead to great things
0: he also
1: worked with rivers another time what song b.o.b's magic oh yeah i got the magic in me did I tell you when I saw him uh, do the uh, acoustic live set, he did that song? No. He did that song.
0: Was it, this at the recent time?
1: Yeah. This is like uh, about a month or, a month and a half ago, I'd say. He did the entire thing. It was, it was something. Oh, he did the B.O.B. verse? Yeah, he did the B.O.B. verses, yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Uh, he also produced Tayo Cruz's Dynamite, which became Wallpaper. Basically, he's done half the pop songs ever written since 2010, basically. Yeah. Because this is produced by a mainly electronic producer... The first thing that really sets me off on this song is that it's a drum machine. Yeah. And it's not Pat programming it. Pat is on guitar for this. Is River's playing anything on this song? He's just lead vocals. Oh, no, Jesus. And that's a mistake. I'm going to just say, River's underrated guitar player. Yeah, River's is a great guitar player. I But I don't think he gets the do that he should. No. Most people just like see the Weezer songs and stuff like that in and of himself. The guitar songs, even on these songs that we don't like,
1: we're usually like, well, the guitar is pretty good. I mean, good. it's all that metal training, basically. You know what I'm saying? Which you have to like slay. Pat Wilson is a guitar player. how would you rank all the members technically rate them as musicians
0: i would actually just do it like how it's usually listed yeah uh rivers brian scott
1: pat scott might be more technically
0: but here's the thing like there's maybe a handful of weezer songs that have really strong bass lines yeah the bass is more complimentary
1: than anything the only one i can think right now is only in dreams has that which he didn't do he didn't do (laughs) i'm sure he's had to play it yeah <laughs> and then there's
0: La screw job. Yep. Which you put on the bracket.
1: Yeah, because I just don't think it's very good.
0: I don't mind this song. I was like nodding my head when we were playing, listening to it
1: back. Like, yeah, you looked over at me, though. I was like, it just I find it boring. Really? I, yeah, I, there's just nothing there for me.
0: That's interesting, because like I find this to be... It's a departure of the standard Weezer sound. Yeah. But I feel that it's not really forced. Like, a lot of these changes are it has a really deep and layered sound there's a lot going on i feel that it all sort of happened naturally just in the creation of the song though.
1: you know i, I was doing a little research on it apparently this was written around the everything will be all right in the end there i totally believe that and like the problem was, was he didn't think it thematically fit on that album so he's like and I think that's kind of my problem with this song and everything on Pacific Daydream is like, it just feels like kind of thrown off, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just feels like a bunch of things that he kind of had laying around that he's like, well, I can kind of put these songs and there will be an album, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel cohesive. It doesn't feel yeah. like it was a well thought out, like kind of planned album, nor does this feel like a... Well thought out song. I'm with you on Pacific Daydream. Yeah, it feels like you're listening
0: to somebody's playlist of unreleased Weezer songs. Yeah.
1: So apparently, um, Rivers did an interview for uh, with Upset Magazine. The song is about someone uh, he worked with. So as
0: ha- are half of his songs. Yeah. It's either with someone he worked with or a girl.
1: Yeah. Uh, usually like a fictional girl. Yeah. Too. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I was about to say a fictional girl. Yeah. And he's he said specifically, I was having mixed feelings about them as a collaborator, but ultimately realizing we we're much better than anything I can do on my own. Owning up to the mistake. I made in that relationship and reaffirming the value I see in that relationship. What do you think it's about?
0: Yeah, I was about to say, it's an unnamed collaborator. Time to guess that it's about Matt Sharp, <laughs> dude. It's just like every time, <laughs> just every like he's just writing half of his songs about Matt Sharp. He's Twenty like, plus
1: years later, he's, he's like, like that
0: fucking guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think Rivers actually thinks about Matt Sharp? Very little. Yeah, I put down that I think this was about Butch Walker. That could be. Yeah, Butch Walker uh, produced a lot of this album. Uh, he did. He produced this song too. I mean.
0: Yeah. And it makes sense, like if you're like, "Hey, we're a great team." When we, when you produce for me, it makes sense to have the guy produce the record about him being great together.
1: Maybe he wrote this song about Ryan Adams and their one collaboration. <laughs> I don't think it's about Ryan Adams. I,
0: <laughs> Do you think maybe it's about Sugar Ray and Mark McGrath?
1: <laughs> no, because he, he didn't really collaborate with them. You know what I'm saying? Like they just they just covered his song. I yeah, that's true. Butch Walker sounds like a good guess. It's got to be some more, one more recent, and like Butch Walker seems like someone he's collaborated with the most who, who's not like a member of the band.: I get why you you don't
0: like this song in the Weezer Pantheon, Yeah,
1: because it's a very busy
0: sound. yeah, that's really not something that Weezer has ever done, or when they have tried it, it's always been this weird collaboration or experiment that just doesn't work. But I am fine with this one. I don't see your anger.
1: Like I don't have anger. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not angry at the song. <laughs> I'm just kind of indifferent to it and just think it's kind of boring. And, and But I think if Weezer is going to try busier sounds,
0: I think this is perhaps the best application of that.
1: You want to vote? Okay. You know it's got to be uh, I'm Your Daddy. I mean, yeah, that's, I'm it's your clearly daddy. it's I'm Your Daddy. I'm Your Daddy is just a bad song. It's a real bad song.
0: It's message is murky if you know the origin and then even if you don't it's it's just a bad way to pick up girls yeah. I'm going to say it and the like, Weezer Brackett does not recommend you going up to a girl and saying I'm your daddy to hit on her but if you do try it please DM us and tell us how it goes I'm going to guess not well I'm your daddy moves on <laughs> our final round
1: where's my sex off of Hurley Versus Slave. Off of Maladroit. So this might be the most mismatched matchup of of the entire bracket. I mean, we've had a few
0: that were pretty lopsided. Yeah. But I kind of just really like putting Where's My Sex
1: versus Slave. Yeah. Where's My Sex is just, it's like nadir of like, just Weezer, I'd say. I think this is a strong contender.
0: This is one of those songs where I just don't know how this happened. Because Rivers has never been about these sort of like really bad puns. And this is not not even a pun. It's not a pun. There's no accent that I can think of that makes socks... Sound like sex?
1: I so apparently this originated with his wife or his like uh, daughter, and like they were like looking for their sock. Some of them said, "Where's my sex?" And it stuck in his brain. I, I,
0: I can see like the daughter messing things up. Yeah, but there's no accent that sounds like this. There's no jokes about this because it just doesn't sound the same. No, you know? it doesn't make any sense. And the fa- fact that he ran with it so hard, and then everybody else is in the band is like, "Yep." good idea rivers good job you've
1: done it again this is like just i I, am sure the other there was there was some apprehension from the others but it's like you just don't tell rivers no i would hope that they have some input like
0: i know he's been somewhat of a dictator for the of the band at times but i'm sure like there is stuff that they've said this is just not a good idea they were just lazy probably maybe i don't know
1: like how can he had to spend at least he had to spend hours writing this song right at well, least like a, like two a, right <laughs> not only just like writing it then like recording it mastering it you know like producing and it. he is
0: taking songs off of this album he's like nope this one's gotta go
1: where's my sex that is staying i feel bad for that the people might be like following the podcast and they've never heard this song and they're they're going to have to hear this song because of this podcast
0: i mean you you're clicking onto a bad weezer songs yeah. podcast like you kind of you're kind of asking for it i gotta say it i'm how sorry how long is
1: this song 328 we were listening to it before and i was like this is interminable it's like 328 and i could not and I was like when will this end and then it has that weird like breakdown at the end that
0: that weird switch yeah. where he just goes into a completely different song
1: and like it was okay it be okay if it ends that way but the fact that he comes back to the original like melody and like it, I, it just feels the structure doesn't make any sense the to structure
0: me. doesn't make sense i don't care one way or the other that it comes back because the original no. riff is it's fine. It's not great. I don't miss it when it's gone. No. And like the, it, the, the second one is just not very good. And no. it's like, why are you switching to this? What about this part of the song? Are you trying to give more impact to? Which of these lyrics are you trying to really hit home? And I,
1: I called it a breakdown, but it's not really a breakdown. No, it's. Um, I don't know what to call it. I, I have no clue. I just call it a breakdown because that's where the breakdown usually would come and like you're kind of used to it and it sounds like it's going to be that, then it doesn't become that.
0: Yeah, the two parts are just completely disjointed and don't make a lot of sense, either alone or together.
1: These are the notes I took when I was like trying to write, write things up about the song. I wrote, I don't even know what to say. This song sucks so bad.
0: So what's amazing about it is like, we were thinking like how the song come to happen. We were kind of acting like Rivers was going it alone.
1: There is a co-writer on this song. It took two people to write this song.
0: It is co-written with Greg Wells. No relation to Jeff, hopefully. (laughs) Greg Wells co-produced Apologize with Timbaland and One Republic. Uh, I think we all remember when that song just would not stop on the radio. Too
1: late to apologize. Yeah.
0: That's, wow. It's like hearing the song again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He wrote songs for Katy Perry, most notably You're So Gay and waking up in Vegas—that's
1: early Katy Perry, right?
0: But he stayed on just the songs that uh, you would know from like Prism, the later albums. Uh, they're just not ones people would recognize. Yeah, not the so hits. He,
1: he wrote songs
0: with Blake Shelton, but most importantly, especially to you, Andrew, he produced the soundtrack to The Greatest Showman. Oh no,
1: shit! <laughs> so, I'm a, I uh, I I I stand for The Greatest Showman. I saw it in theaters. Me and my friend Thane. Shout out to Thane. I bet you're listening. I like the greatest showman. It's really like ostentatious and like kinda like you know, like glitzy and kinda tacky, but I enjoyed it. So basically exactly like this song yeah <laughs> there's not like a subtle moment but i kind of enjoyed it for that and every song is like a sh- show not like real i mean balance. this song is a showstopper too yeah i, I wish we, like Hugh jackman had just brett broke into where's my sex in like the middle of a scene it's like him and like Zac efron like and he's just like where's my sex or michelle williams who is his wife he's just the scene of him waking up in the morning and he's looking for his like socks but he says sex and
0: do you think rivers was trying to do like a blink 182 song no it doesn't sound like it at all but like just the content wise cuz just it's immature like a like a blink song but it feels like a joke so dumb that blink 182 would not even do it
1: yeah <laughs> say what you want about blink but if you like the immature joke stuff they're pretty good at it
0: they are, and they became the most important band in history because they got the government to release their alien research files. Well,
1: just tumble along. It's not anywhere near the level of like it would be nice to get a blowjob or like at least like your, it would be nice to get a blowjob is short. And it has like a melody. Like all their jokey songs are always like thirty seconds long.
0: Yeah, they know to get in, and get out. There's like the tell a joke and
1: you're done. I mean, there was one joke that they uh, they kept up that didn't that wasn't short. Which one? Angels and Airwaves. <laughs> i saw angels on airwaves a while. what yeah they opened for taking back sunday i was like 19 uh, and then the uh, there's slave i don't get why you put this song on the bracket Here, here's why so i think the
0: hook of this is fantastic
1: yeah i hate all the verses part really i don't like the
0: droning i i don't like that but then it comes to the hook and i think it's great and
1: that's basically my complaint. I actually like this song a lot. Like this is like this is one that I don't understand. Like I think I think it's a pretty good song. I think actually. it's a good hook. I just don't think the rest of it's that great. You know, this song was originally supposed to be like the third single from uh Malodroid, but it never like I don't he, think you can put this out as a single. I, well they put dope nose and keep fishing.
0: Yeah. Uh, but those make sense. Those are radio friendly. Those are those are quick, those are poppy, you know. They're both on the bracket. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, this one is kind of like this droning, kind of like almost bore you to sleep sound to it. I mean, that's really my only complaint.
1: It really was supposed to be a single so much so that it, when you, I think when you originally bought uh, the album, mm-hmm. it had one of those stickers, you know, how they would, it's like featuring Dope Nose and Slave. You know, like they were clearly at pro... They had planned that.
0: Even as much as I like the hook to this, I can't imagine listening to this song and you being like, whoa, I got to buy this album.
1: Yeah, I don't think it would probably woo me, but it's like a song that I don't mind when it's on, the, when I, I come to it. And yeah, apparently I'm in the
0: minority because this won a poll of deep cuts. Yeah. Rivers asked like, hey, what deep cuts you want me to play in person, in concert? And this won. Um, it won over Where's My Sex. <laughs>
1: No one voted for Where's my sex? <laughs> it won over December. I actually really like the version that they record, the acoustic version they recorded on Spotify. I've actually been listening to it a lot.
0: I can see the song working a lot better as an acoustic. Yeah,
1: it's slowed down. It's kind of fun. No, it's not fun. Yeah, it really works. Rivers used to actually have a numerical number for every song he wrote on these uh, on his songs. Mm-hmm. This is song number six hundred and ninety four. Jesus. He had written. He was like writing a song a day at at one point. Six hundred ninety four. Um, and that's like that's Before the third album Fourth album oh, It was the fourth album
0: God, that's incredible well, I wonder yeah. what he's up to now Rivers? Yeah Probably writing a song No, what number?
1: Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I do wonder What Rivers is up to At any given moment I bet he's written over 2,500 songs at this point Rivers, if you're listening the, us the number
1: Yeah We want to know how Exactly how many songs You've written all right, you want to vote? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Yep, where my where's my sex moves on to the next round.
0: Fuck, we kind of have to listen to this shit again. God damn it, we're gonna have to listen to this a few. T- I don't know what it's
1: Where's my sex is going far? Yeah, do you want to know what's going to happen next week on the Weezer bracket?
0: I would love to.
1: So we have automatic versus possibilities. Roll. We have the famous oh girlfriend versus pork and beans.
0: God, What a matchup That's a tough one yeah.
1: That's a slugfest Oh that is a slugfest there be a lot There'll be a lot To talk about Those two songs actually yeah. Especially Pork and Beans Then you have If you're wondering If I want you to I want you to Versus the damage In your heart Ooh. That's another slugfest I know people Who actually like if, I'm, if you're wondering If I want you to
0: Well they're wrong It's on it's, the bracket
1: it, it was a lead single It was And it's not good <laughs> And then Smile Versus the greatest man who ever, That ever lived One of the more ambitious Weezer songs ever written. (laughs) Very true. Oh,
0: man. It's going to be a knockdown drag out next week.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Nice reference there.
0: There you go. All right. Some Weezer references on the Weezer podcast.
1: (laughs) For a song that's not on the bracket. No, for a very good song, actually.
0: All right, there. Well, that does it for this week. Uh Subscribe and like us and write us some nice things. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Email us, uh, Weezerbracket at gmail. Twitter is at Bracket. We have individual Twitters. You can find them from there. Oh, I'm Jim Jarmish here. Okay, or we can say them now, Nick Rob. Uh, yeah, all right. I guess we should figure out some sort of sign-off, but we, we should have figured that out a few weeks ago.
1: <laughs> have a Weezer week it is definitely not going to be that (laughs) have a wheeztastic week no have a wonderful weezerly week please stop the weezers of wizardly palace (laughs) don't (laughs) don't goodbye everybody see ya love you it's life
0: All the weezer songs we are claiming fair use uh for purposes of discussion and you should look back because there's a lot of discussion about these so there you go but the intro music is by Alvaro kid and we downloaded it from hooksounds.com creative Commons with attribution. so there you go thank you uh yeah and see
1: you next week oh i would also like to give a shout out to spence nicholson for helping us with the art
0: yeah Oh, he's real happy about that,
1: and giving and letting us record in your house. Thank you, Spence. Thanks, Spence. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Love you.